You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Marty Foster, Bruce Adams, and Mr. Bill Campbell. Good evening, gentlemen. Nice to have you both with us tonight. Mr. Campbell, welcome back. It's good to see you. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, young man. Doing fine. Thank you very much. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Fantastic. And Marty, of course, this was your idea this evening. So we're going to go with kind of your format this evening. We've come up with some interesting things. Oh, don't don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. This was your idea. You wanted to step away from the politics of things. So let's start with this. How are you today? I'm fair to middling, uh, I think, is the non-committal answer I will give at this juncture. Fantastic. And it's nice to see you both in this new virtual setup that we're doing here. So um, yeah. Very and, good. And, you look like yeah, you're to star in in that. What's that one with the the two guys and the nun? And what <laughs> they're going to Chicago in a car? Oh, the Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing Elwood. Yeah, I'm playing Elwood in the new one in the remake. Yeah, I just thought it was very bright over there. That was all. Yeah. No, not yet. Actually, we're actually we're we're experimenting with some lighting here. It's not quite as bright yet, uh, but it will be in the coming days. Uh, and behind uh-huh. you, that is quite a bit of uh, lighting behind you. So we're we're gonna have to sort all yeah. that out. But I I talked to you this I afternoon. I talked to you this afternoon, and we uh, we came up with an idea for that. But anyway, uh, moving right along. Okay, so I'm not gonna intro this. I'm actually gonna step back. I'm gonna let you intro this. You decided you want to step away from politics for a night. And to be honest with you, the stuff that we put out yesterday, we need a break. We need a break. We need to take a step back and we need to just kind of enjoy ourselves. And, and for some reason, we only seem to have the funny podcasts and the laid back podcasts when we have you folks from the UK on. So um, you're the uh, you're the put the feet up and, and relax kind of type. So uh, let's let's take a look at what you wanted to do this evening uh, and, and how you want to start with it. But it's not going to be I don't think it's going to be politically based. We're not going to be getting into deep conversations. We're more or less going to be talking. uh, We floated an idea last week, something about my two cents. And I think this is going to kind of be centered around that in a a way. So what exactly do you have in mind? Right. Okay. Um, My thoughts on this were, you're absolutely right. We need to move away from politics for a little while. But because we are naturally angry, grumpy old men, at least Bill and I are. Yeah then we, we should look at something like Room 101, the Orwellian idea of a place where you put all the things you don't like. So if each of us in turn talks about something that really grinds our gears, uh, as you put it, I, I've got another phrase, and it starts with grips my, but um, <laughs> family show can't use that. No. So, uh, yeah, so the idea is for each of us to talk about the things that really upset us, make us annoyed and we wish we could just put in a room somewhere and never see again. And I'm gesticulating now because I didn't used to gesticulate, but because I can see myself, I've started to wave my hands around like Magnus Pike. Only few, only very few people will get that reference. Fair enough. Okay, where? Okay, so basically, I'm I'm taken away from the fact that we want to pick like a topic 
as in from what we saw of the show, we pick the topic or the topic comes along from one of us. We go around the room and we each give our two cents on that topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. But one of us should perhaps remain as a judge and decide okay. whether it goes into room one or one or whether not. Okay. Well, um, I'll tell you what, Take since it is, first. yeah, okay, I'll tell you what, since it is your native show, how about you be the judge and we will throw the topics in? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, happy with that. Now, now, I came up with a list of things. I spoke with you on the phone earlier this afternoon, but we didn't talk about all the details like we're talking now because we want to keep it as organic as possible. And we didn't discuss what the topics were that we wrote down. Bruce did this, and I already see the two of you over there plotting. That's Yeah, okay. So uh, I told Bruce last night, I said, you come up with a list of things. And I said, but let's not tell each other. So we haven't told each other the things that gripe us the most. And I, I just scratched some stuff down. And, and as a matter of fact, when I was in the car earlier, something jumped out in front of me. And yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all about that because that's one thing that really gripes me. Uh, that's one of the things that really pissed me off. So we'll go around the room. So where, where, where's the starting? Let's get an entry point. Where, where do you want to start? Yeah, let's, um, let's start with Bruce. So Bruce, what is the first item that you would like to go into room 101? And it doesn't have to be a thing. It can be a feeling. It can be a rule. It can be anything you like, really. Ooh, okay. Um, well, some of the stuff that I have listed here, right? Uh, the first one that really grinds my gears is, uh, we'll, we'll say fakery, but really when you boil it down, it's probably lies. When, when people lie and knowingly lie or trying to manipulate or, you know, something like that, that, that one, I, it just really grinds, grinds me really, really bad. And, you know, I mean, we, we see it in politics, we see it in media, we see it in our daily lives, you know, or can see it in our daily lives, depending on uh, the type of person. Okay, so what if your ugly cousin turns up in her best party dress and and you have to say to her, my goodness, Jemima, you look rancid because you can't tell a lie. What you really need to say is, you know, oh, wow. That color really suits you. What or, an interesting choice. Yeah. What What have you done with your hair? The dress looks nice, but you still need some work. <laughs> yeah. Well, or you know, I, I, I prefer the, the response from, uh, I'll take it from a line of Harry Potter. My, you look dashing. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to go around and say, oh, you've fallen out the fugly tree twice, hit every branch on the way down. Oh, my goodness. You no, you, you don't want to say that. You don't want to be rude. You, you don't want to be no. rude. No, but you see, I mean, there's been a recent problem as well. A wife asked her husband uh, or uh, commented to her husband, um, you know, lockdown COVID, because of COVID has made me put on all this weight. And he said, you, well, you were fairly chunky before COVID. And uh, time of death was 11 p.m. <laughs> cause was COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19, yeah. I mean, but, valid, valid points. But at the same time, is it beneficial, even the white lies? Does it benefit people or society to, to not know the truth? Is it more beneficial to know the truth? Because that's where that's where I have difficulty um, kind of parsing the two. I would rather know a painful truth than a comforting lie. When the yeah, well, this is just my opinion, and as I'm the judge, I'm going to get the final say anyway. But we'll go around a, a few. Maybe other people have got different ones that they're going to put forward. But um, I would say sometimes you need that option. You need the option for a gentle. Um, lie and and because you've said lies that includes all lies mm -hmm. so you know 
So, uh, you know, that's a perfectly reasonable and, and valid thing to want to go into Room 101. Let's see if it's successful. Johnny, oh. what would you like to put into Room 101? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so this is my t- my turn to put my topic forward, yes? Yeah. Okay. What I would like to put in are cyclists. Now, I'm not bashing oh. anybody that's... Yeah, I'm not bashing anybody. You put it down, didn't you? You put cyclists down, didn't uh, you? Sort of. We'll talk okay. about that in a moment. Don't worry. Okay. I, I don't like the fact, and I understand the rules of the road and things like that, where you have cyclists that you have to they you have to yield to them. So they have the right of way. You have to pay attention to them. But I, I'm sorry, when they blatantly go out and ignore traffic laws, I mean, they are supposed to follow the rules of the road, and they do not. They don't. And and clearly, I mean, I about smashed into one earlier today. He just came out of the side street all of a sudden because here you've got I don't know if it's, if it's this way in, in the UK, but on the side streets, they've got the right of way out into the main intersection. And so you have to be very careful and just out uh, a cyclist came. And I swear, if I hadn't slammed on the brakes, the son of a bitch would have gone up and over. And I, I just I can't stand it. I can't stand it because they block traffic. They're, they're a menace. And even when there is a bicycle path, when there is a painted bicycle path, they do not stay on it. They purposely come off of it and go out in the middle of the road because they know they have the right of way. Well, you're winning me over. You're slight, you are stressed out about this. Now I can see your face while you're talking about it. I can tell it bothers you. Um, the the issue with cyclists that I have um, here in the UK, they have to follow exactly the same laws as the as as the uh, car drivers, truck drivers, bus drivers. However, last night, for instance, I was on my way to a friend's. And I had to go over a uh, on a minor road over a hill, and cyclist after cyclist was yeah. slowing everything down. I was just about to say exactly the same place, so the same reason. Yeah, but even worse than that, the trouble with bicycles is middle-aged men in lycra, mammals. <laughs> they are the most repulsive thing you are ever likely to see, bulging all over the place, snugly fit into tight-fitting. Body hugging lycra, leaving no nor leaving nothing to the imagination, uh, and well, what it does leave you with is a, a deep feeling of sympathy for their poor, underprivileged wives. So, um, screams yeah. of "Think of the children as they go cycling." Yeah, past. So, so far, I'm I'm with you on cycling because it causes men of a certain age to wear tight fitting lycra, and they think it's really good to shave their legs too. Well, no, yeah, but the, the office, Why? and they they walk through the office wearing their their lycra as if it was a suit of armor that makes them better than us. Because I'm eating a donut and a sandwich and at the same time, and everything is winking at us. I don't yes, like it. yeah, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. But well, well I, I will pass no judgment at this point. But I can probably guess that you've figured out which way this is falling so far. So. Any more on, on, on cyclists that you'd like to add there, Johnny? No, no, I, I can't say that there is. I, I just wish that if we're going to look for some kind of a solution for that, I, I, I just wish that we could somehow or another, and I don't want to say get rid of the rules of the road. I'm not saying that at all, but they just need to be more mindful of uh, traffic. I, I would say, see, I, I'm more of the mindset of if you have something bigger, then you have the right of way. Get out of the way. Right. For example, agricultural equipment. Okay, tractors, combine harvesters, things like that. They have to use the roads, too, when they move their stuff. Yeah. You have to yield to them more or less 
more or less. You have to yield to yeah. them because they're not moving. Bicycles should be the same way. You have to yield to the traffic that's coming through because, first of all, there's more of us. Second, you're going to cause an accident by your behavior, like you were talking about, by holding up traffic and things like that. And is is it worth it? Is it worth it? No. So I, I think that if we're going to go down the road of trying to solve problems, I mean, that would be one that I would seriously address because there are more concerns than just a single cyclist involved here. How about where, where you are, Bruce? Do you get many cyclists? I imagine they get chased by bears. <laughs> and <who? laughs> Around the part that I live, no, we don't, we don't have many cyclists. Um, usually the ones we do have are shall we say the lower income persuasion and they're usually more they're more concerned about other people so they don't like you know think they're better than everybody else or what have you so they they generally follow the rules of the road now if you go into the larger cities uh that changes and it's as as you're describing they they can become problematic if you're getting the cyclists that are in groups uh, you know, doing their little tours or whatever the hell they do. Yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. But there's, I mean, there's a herd of them at that point. So, yeah. So, okay. So, so far we've had lies from Bruce. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Lies from Bruce. We've had cyclists, particularly the arrogant city urban cyclists that think they own the road. And so, Bill, what's your... Um, well, obviously ours is a very British problem. Rude people. This doesn't mean that people swear. It's people that are actually inconsiderate people. How dare they? And that's where it gets frustrating. Where I mean, a very simple thing. You drive past someone, you pull over to let the other cars come through. How dare the person coming towards you doesn't say thank you. That's just... Oh, that's rude. That's obscene. That is obscene. And then generally, when you have the rude people, they think they're going to get the upper hand. They make a fuss about something and have a go at you. Again, belittling you, telling you how rubbish you are, doing whatever you're doing. Again, why? What does it achieve? All it does is just wind people up. Can't be having with it. And generally, rude people need a good slap around the head at times, I tell you. Oh, oh, bit controversial. I know. Um, so... How big do you think this room is? Well, it's massive. It's got to be. Well, you can, you can put cyclists in there and you can put in lawyers in there as well, you see. But there are so many rude people. And they classify as both. Oh, yeah, true. Um, you think of those cyclists that you've had on the hill, right? Yeah. They could have easily seen the big line of traffic behind them, pulled over for about a minute or so, mm. let that pile go past and start it again. Do they? No. No, no. And and the weekends are worse, but the, we're, we're mixing our... We're I know. I know. Now. See, I'm trying to get in both ends. You see, there you go. Yes. Uh, well, rudeness. Sometimes I really enjoy being rude. Don't you? I've said. In fact, I've seen you enjoy being really, really rude to but someone. But there's being rude and being smart about it. It's like going up to somebody saying, oh, you come from a battle of wits. I see you're only half-armed. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, they haven't got a clue what you've just said. Yes, like for, or, or for instance, thou has a face that can only be improved by scratching. That's right. Yes. Um, the, these kind of witty retorts, we, we use um, sarcasm and rudeness yeah. uh, as a retributive strike, do we not? True. To the rude people. So, but in that instance, we are also being rude. So, well, what do you think of a, British, a typical British thing? Somebody comes in, does something that you find offensive, say in a restaurant. Right. The very British thing is no one will actually say anything to that individual. They'll all sit there and stare at as if they, well, well, look at them. Oh, they have done such a bad thing. But if they're truly rude people, they don't care. No. They really don't care. And that's when they need to be taken out and signed and slapped. Well, yeah. I mean, as I'm the, 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 the judge tonight, so my my things, 
my, my, the, the things I put together. Yep. One of them was the you have to be hit first rule. Oh, you know the, no. the rule the, the rule where you it, you have to have a someone hit you first before you can hit them back. Yeah, well, self defense. Yeah, but what's the point? If you know it's going to happen, you might as well do a what's the word? <laughs> that something but, strike. But it's a preemptive yeah. strike. Preemptive strike. You see, but it's, if you know but it's, it's, it's going to happen, there, it's a legal so problem. Really, it's a li- it's a litigation you know, problem. Yeah, well, you well you Cobra Kai strike first, strike hard. Yeah, go yeah, for the no knee. Mercy. Go for the knee. Um, <laughs> which would kill both of us. I know. I know. Um, the uh, <laughs> no, 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 the preemptive strike on rudeness. You see an ass hat walking towards you, True. who you know is going to be rude. So you get your revenge in first. But then again, in some jobs, like I've got to do, you know, I'm standing there, customer relationships and this and the other. You have relationships with your customers. I try to. Okay. Anyway, they, they will come up and you can spot the arse hat, no problem whatsoever. They come towards you and you still go, hi, hey, how are you? Oh, you're lovely. You're smashing. And as soon as they walk out of the room, you go, arse hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I work in an office largely by myself. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I don't. And you don't. Because the world is full of ass hats, and that's why I can't stand rude people. So, what we're going to do? Because you got to be this? nice to them. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to pick another subject each. Yeah, uh, gonna... for for this first round. Well, as to be much fair, as I, yeah. To be fair, you picked a you picked a good one because we're we're cut, we think is one here because we're crisscrossing things. Yes, as you said, but I also wrote down and honestly, I think we can loop this one into it as everything you brought up there. I wrote down stupidity. So I mean, I, oh, I, I yep, think that I th- I think we can just kind of lump all that in there together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but from the three individual choices. For entry into room 101, we had lies from Bruce, we had cyclists from Johnny, and we had rude people from Bill. So, um, as the judge, I'm going to have to say, sorry, Bruce, but the little white lie every now and again, or the big black one that gets you out of a world of trouble, um, is very useful. So, no, I'm not having those going into room 101. Rude people, it's six and two threes. Two sides of the same coin, old bean. I enjoy being rude. You enjoy being rude. So I think uh, I'm, I'm going to have to discount that on 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 those grounds. Very dare So you. good old cyclists, Woo-hoo. middle-aged men in lycra, road hogging idiots with crass stupidity are going into room 101. Fabulous. Kalunk. There we go. Obviously, we're stealing this this format from a TV show, but they stole it from George Orwell. So who are you going to sue? Actually, it, it fits in quite well when you start talking about George Orwell in 1984. Eric Blair was his author or his real name. George Orwell was, was his uh, publication name. But from all the stuff we talk about, the dark tech stuff that Bruce and I talk about, I mean, hey, it kind of fits, right? So, I mean, we're doing a, a comedic take on it. So, um, yeah, continue. So, what's well, this next? Is, this is, I actually, yeah, well, so next, this time we'll start with, we'll start with Bill. Bill's next choice for entry into room 101 it is holier than thou people. And this doesn't just mean religion. It means everybody who's got a righteous idea about something. Not only do they let you know about it within about five seconds of meeting them, but they also want to try to convert you to their idea straight away. And even if you have something opposite and you have proof of opposite, no matter what you say, how you say it, it's a no. Oh, no, that's wrong. And they will not 
budge. They will not listen to reason. A lot of people I know, you know, lovely people they are, but they are a bunch of yogurt weavers and they hug a tree and pick up a squirrel and make sure it's better. I get it. I really get it. But when they turn around and say, you must do the same thing, I'm going, uh, no, I'd rather not do that. Thank you very much. I'll try and do something else similar, but not the exact way that you're doing it. But I get told that I'm doing things wrong and what they are doing is the right way. And surely I'm allowed to have my own opinion. But obviously, holier than now people, the self-righteous people, no, I don't. Well, I've got nothing to come back on there, actually, apart from maybe, just maybe, occasionally, when I meet someone who is... Um, a half wit, um, and they're doing something wrong. And I know for a fact they're doing something wrong, and I try to persuade them otherwise. Their half wittery prevents them from understanding uh, the good advice I might be giving. So, in that particular scenario, I become the holier than thou person. No, what happens if they then turn around to you and say, Well, I don't care what you just said to me, you are actually wrong. I'm doing what, what is right. Oh, well, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's them being pure to the belief of what they're doing is perfect the whole time. And no matter what you say, is not going to change them. You could give evidence, 100% evidence, and they still turn around and went, no. Well, we were talking earlier on about um, this, this very subject, and um, I was at a, a bus station in Norwich waiting to catch a bus to go home, and a lady sat next to me, and she had just been to a Billy Graham rally at Carrow Road football ground. And somehow we got on to a conversation about creationism. And she, she said, oh, no, no, the world was created in seven days. Um, evolution is a lie. And I went, whoa, whoa, what do you mean evolution is a lie? She said, no, no, evolution's a lie. I said, what about paleontology? evidence you know fossils and such they were just put there as a test a good test yeah brilliant so so yeah that would be that would be the kind of example of holier than thou basically yeah yeah okay thank you so going out of turn now johnny what's your second one my second one uh which by the way um i have to concur on those because i wrote down autocrats kind of just throw it just work all that in there because that's what they act like you know so um i I don't like people telling me what to do i I can't stand that i'm I'm sorry that's just i can decide i'm a big kid yeah i can decide (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't fair oh sorry just because you said that I will get on with my next topic, taxes. I don't like taxes. Oh, <laughs> taxes. I don't like taxes. I think taxes are theft. Uh, at the same time, at the same time, I understand why they're necessary in certain cases. I get it. But I think they're too damn high. And I think they're overblown and they're put in the wrong places and the tax money is not used the way that it's intended to be used. And I can go all the way back to the Boston Tea Party <clears throat> as the hey, hey. Uh, the uh, the colonist <laughs> that lip curl really? the colonist really? <laughs> just be hey, just because you told me to get on with it I'm getting on with it the colonists <laughs> decided that they didn't want to pay that two percent tax to the crown on the tea so as a result we uh, we decided to create our own nation and as a result of that nation being created we're sitting here having this conversation as dear friends are we not. Are we not? So, it wasn't just on the tea, was it? <laughs> well, I mean, just 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 a side note. It was only a two percent tax, by the way. Just two percent. That's it. Yeah. But no taxes. Taxes really pissed me off because, like I said, they're they're taking it too high amounts. They're not used properly, 
and uh, we're not seeing the return on investment when it comes to those uh, those investments that we, the citizenry, are forced to pay under penalty of uh, law or justice or whatever in the hell you want to call it. But yeah, taxes. I have a big gripe with taxes. All the money gets either stolen or it gets diverted into unjust causes. It doesn't do anything to benefit us, the citizenry, by and large. Our infrastructure's failing. Our social programs are a disaster. And yeah, okay, that's me. Because I could sit here and go on and on and on, but in the interest of time, well, yeah, taxes. As you can say, the council near us, that they they actually will tell you exactly what your housing taxes goes to. They've got to by law, and they actually lay it out. And so, if you don't see a marked improvement, or that you take the council to task about the whole thing, but the government tax that frustrates me a little bit because we do pay it. That's no problem at all. But we then have to borrow. The government borrows so much money. And you think to yourself, well, how is that going to get paid back? Well, it's going to be paid back in tax. But sometimes the borrowing from the government isn't our fault. And so why do we have to pay so much? We went through austerity. We're going to go through austerity again and again and again until it's going to get right. And again, we may end up paying the tax. Now, luckily enough, I'm, I actually own so, I owe so little a tax per, mu- per month, per year, whatever, because of the jobs I do. However, when it comes in, boy, it doesn't have sting. It really does. And it takes a big chunk out of what I earn. Uh, yeah. This, this is a sore one for me because I, I was self-employed on contractor money and because of recent changes to the law here in the UK with IR35, all of the benefits of being self-employed, I didn't get to enjoy. So as it was just for a short time, I wound up being taxed to the hilt and I'm still paying back 2019's tax at the moment. So yeah, you, you might just have trumped Bill there. Yeah, I think um, so. With the uh, with the tax. Well, uh, funny, just on the last one about the taxing, there's a, a gent I knew, because I work in the film business as well, he did a, a free lighting rig of £100,000 worth of kit for the sole reason that if he didn't do the job, his name would be dropped off the list, but he had to do the job for free. Otherwise, if he didn't, he'd go to the next tax bracket and lose so much money, like 50% of his earnings, in one go. And that's how stupid tax can be. Yeah, but without tax, (gasps) um, you don't get things like the National Health Service. Yes. You don't get things like an armed forces that are there to protect your borders. You don't get policemen and as much as i've got well i I have got some affection for policemen um your dustbins dustbins yeah Yeah. all that all those kind of things simple things what are we going to do instead that that would be the question but we can we can leave it there how about you bruce what's have you got anything to say about tax or or what's your next item for room 101 Okay, so I, I do have some things to say about taxes. I, I have to jump on the board and say I don't like taxes. And now the, the catch with that is some of the programs I agree with, as you stated, police, um, you know, uh, military, I'm on board with those here in America. Those are things that the government are supposed to provide. But the, the efficiency, the, the amount where they put the money, that's where I have the problem. Like they, they don't use the money effectively at all. I mean, I mean, they take out more loans. So now we own more money or they take out money, for example, our social security system, which is, you know, money that we earn, we put into that for our retirement. That's supposed to be at a government level. The government's not supposed to touch that. Well, it's in the general fund. So they take out of that as they please. So, I mean, in effect, that's a tax in and of itself as well. Uh, so I think we're too heavily taxed 
to get some of the things that the government is supposed to provide. The other things that they say they provide, that's within their quote unquote powers, which constitutionally isn't. They're very inefficient at doing it. So it's just not, uh, I'm not, I'm not good with taxes. What's your next item, Bruce? What's the well, next thing you'd like to tune into? So I, I, I kind of had the um, holier than thou types. That was that was on my list as well. It's amazing <laughs> um, how close we think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which mine was based in kind of uh, more the religious side of things, just because I'm religious myself, and it 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 pains me so much seeing Christians or or any really any religion saying like coming forward and saying this is the only way and like beating people with it and just hounding them on it. And it's like, God, that's not, that's not how you make an argument. Like that's not how you garner um, favor from uh, people interacting with them. Right. But anyway, so that, 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 that is one that's really, really bugs me uh, from a religious standpoint. But then you, you brought up a good point. For example, vegans or, or uh, we uh, online talks about joking about um, CrossFit and that sort of thing. Right. How long, if if you have a, a CrossFit vegan, which one are they going to tell you about first? Sorry, I just got to say, I saw a video today of, some, I mean, I don't know what vegan food they were eating, but all of these people were filling out their gothic clothes very well, shall we say, <laughs> lay laying roses on a meat counter in a supermarket oh, because that, they were commemorating the, the their fallen brothers um in the battle <laughs> of of you know carnivorous consumption and and I've, i i thought you know if i went onto a vegan diet i would i would lose weight i would definitely lose weight but the, these guys they must be sneaking in the odd McDonald's. Why, why is it, though, you go into any restaurant, and if you've got a vegetarian or vegan with you, they say, well, there's got to be. There, there has to be something on the menu. It, it's it's virtually a law. It's a kind of unseen law as such. There's got to be a vegan or veg, a vegetarian option. Yeah, you go into a vegetarian or, or vegan restaurant, where's the cow option? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's point. yeah, yeah, it, exactly. And it, I mean... Okay, I get kind of the idea of why some of them do it, right? I know people that that are vegan, and the thing is, I don't disagree with some of the reasons that they're vegan, right? They they hate how animals are treated before they're butchered. I get it, yeah. you know, I agree with that, but I'm not to the point that I'm going to stop eating meat uh, because of that. It, it's, I mean, it's needed, and you look around the world, like it. The only reason you can be vegan or vegetarian here in the uh, in in the Western world really is because of the place we're at in development right if you lived in another country it's not really going to be you know if you lived uh like in the middle east yeah good luck trying to be vegan yeah. you know i mean it's not you can't do it i, so, I have a lot of respect yeah. for my um somebody i know she went vegan very 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 good um and you chatted to her about it and you say well why have you gone vegan and she would sit there and tell you her personal reasons why however if we went out for a meal with us all she'd quite happily sit there eat a bowl of chips whilst we're all tugging into steak she wouldn't force her opinion mm, on anybody steak. so i thought that was pretty good somebody who's got a true belief in something but won't force it however recently went to a wedding uh, a couple of lads got got married uh, really nice chaps however again an individual within that there's a couple there one's going to be a vicar basically they still had a personal problem with the whole thing and they said well why are you even here if you have a problem with it but again they were there to be supportive they didn't say anything they just was there smiled a lot again 
a lot of appreciation for them too. However, there are others, like you said, who really drive the nail home. And it's all the Chinese saying, or Japanese saying, is a nail sticks up, you get hit the most. Yeah, Jesse Amcamp said that yeah. just the other day. Oh, I've lost exactly what I was going to say. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, it's back to my one of my things that I was going to pick. The you know the you've got to be hit first rule. Oh yeah, true. Either rude people or holier than oh you've done it, haven't you? Or rude people or holier than thou people deserve to be throat punched first, <laughs> even before they get a chance to utter the phrase or saying oh, that is okay. going to upset you and prove that they are what they In are. Throat <laughs> over and double. No, so I'm a bit confused, Bruce. Was yes. any of those things your next item? Uh, the holier than thou was the next yeah. item. Yes. Oh, so you're, yeah. you're doubling down with Bill, basically. Uh, yeah, basically that was that was doubling. Well, if, you, if you want me to pull something else out, I can pull something else out. I, I do have another one that kind of. Well, yeah, 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 let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So the, the other one that really kind of bugs me, and I don't, I don't, I really don't know how to go about explaining this one. So it, it, we see it. Uh, I see it a lot in the religious circle of things. Sorry. Yeah. I, I see it a lot in like the religious circles, but outside of that, I see it in, in the everyday stuff as well. But um, I'm going to call it legalism. All right. Le- legalism. Oh. I'm calling it legalism. Now, here's here's what I mean by it. It's a OK. When you have general rules. Right. So unspoken rules, societal rules or uh, not laws. Right. Uh, we're not talking about laws, things that will get you in trouble with government or what have you. You know, things we've all agreed upon being wrong. But when you have those unspoken rules that you're supposed to follow, those kind of things bug me, right? The the unspoken rules that if you don't do it, well, then you're a terrible person. And and honestly, that that's I, I get the kind of reasoning behind it and why we do it, but why I, I don't like being bound by those kind of things, right? I I I I guess it kind of fits into what Johnny was saying about not liking people telling you what you know, what you're supposed to do, being told what you're supposed to do. That's kind of kind of the vein that I'm going in with this is, is that I, so, I, I so just if, if there's a, a rule rule that everybody follows, it's OK. But it's the unwritten rules that you're just expected to know. Yeah, the unwritten rules that you're expected to know. And if you don't follow the rule, then you're a terrible person or, or you know, yeah. or you're perceived as being a terrible person. Yeah. And, okay. and those ones, how how people can get so ingrained and so uh the, you know attached to those things and it just that whole system kind of it it, it really bothers me it, it doesn't it, it gets that's i i feel like that's what feeds into the whole holier than thou or the uh people being rude or you know those 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 yeah. realms if if we didn't have those kind of unspoken rules that it would kind of help alleviate the tension if you will yeah, one of the things that bugs me like that, and uh, I'm just wondering if this fits into your example or, or fits into your the, your way of thinking. Cards, greetings cards, Valentine's Day, bloody Valentine's Day, made up Catholic holiday. <laughs> Restaurants get to charge double. Hallmark makes a bloody fortune. It's all bollocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know the the kind of trouble that you get in for not sending a card, oh, you know, yeah. especially if it's a significant other, and you don't do it on Valentine's Day, right? Those unspoken rules that are really only out to benefit companies and whatnot. Really, that that yeah, that 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 is the line of thinking that I'm going for. Yes. Okay, I, I, I like that. So I, I think that's all of them in now, isn't it? What, yep. what, it is. What do yeah. we have to recap? So for, for round two, yours, Johnny was. 
Taxes. Taxes. Bill, in round two, you didn't like... Yogurt weavers. Holier-than-thou individuals. <laughs> and for you, Bruce, it was the unwritten rules and the mm-hmm. grief you get for not obeying them. Is that, yes. is that about right? Yes. Well, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but the choice is easy. Taxes. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Get in yeah. there. <laughs> easy. Yeah. I've been taxed to death of late. I even got a fine today for late payment that I'm not sure if I've already paid or not. It's so confusing. Kachink, taxes are in. <laughs> okay. Um, there'll be an, a quick product placement break. Now that's over and done with, we can move on to <laughs> our final round. <laughs> I forgot. It's been so long. That, no, it's it, the no. The listener's not going to get that. Um, unfortunately, we can't say what it is. But it's been so long since I've seen that name of that product because it's sold in the U.S. and in the U.K. But here, it doesn't make any sense to sell it like that. Here, it's called Light, not Diet. Oh, 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 Light. Well, there you go. Mm. Diet. Yeah, because I need it all the time. Yeah. Santa. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. You're, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, uh, that's just an in-joke between me and Bill, which we'll explain on another podcast when we can swear. So, anyway, round three. For round three, who started? We started with Bruce. Then we went to Johnny. Then we went to Bill. It's you. It's me. It's you. Your third and final item for... Room 101 is... Reality shows, a bit like The Apprentice. Does my head in. Yeah. Basically, people get so absorbed and they are desperate to watch it. And you think to yourself, it's a bunch of idiots, basically, being dragged into a room who, frankly, lie most of their way through things, say they're absolutely wonderful or anything, make a complete ear's end of it all, and they then get kind of... <laughs> wonderfied as such on tv saying how brilliant they are they appear in papers they appear in tv and within about half an hour of them actually winning the damn thing they disappear off the face of the earth and or worse or worse they actually get a job in tv and we have to suffer them for even longer i i i can't agree with you entirely because i really want to be on big brother (laughs) i have always wanted to be on big brother when it first came out sick individual yes yes i am when it first came out, it was a social experiment. And the idea was you'd have, I think there's about 20 people to begin with, all living in the same space. And I thought the concept was whoever won, whoever was the last man or woman standing in the house, won the house. But it didn't. It, it was a, a cash prize. The, the, um, the only way you would enjoy that properly is somebody just threw a knife in the room and said, whoever comes out alive wins. <laughs> no, no, That's no, no. Word. No, no, because we've both been in uh, the Royal Navy and we've lived in very, very confined spaces with um, people with what What were those things that the snowflakes uh, don't like? The, the odors? Uh, uh, yeah, aggressive sense. Uh, j- just quick question. Sense. Yes, quick, yeah. quick question. Yeah, obviously, both being in the Royal Navy, you were both on board ships, obviously. Were either of you in the subservice? No. No, no. good okay. Lord, no. Okay. Well, no, I wasn't no, sure no. because that's even more confined is why I'm asking. Uh, not these days, actually. The, the submarines these days, of course, you're underwater all the time, but they're, they're big ships. They are spacious. Why would you go on a ship that purposely sinks? Yes, it's like jumping out of a perfectly functioning aircraft as well. Why would you do that? But um, I, th- I think my point, I know this is this is your thing that you want no, to no, get you in go, there, you but for us, 
living in a in a close environment where you automatically have to get on with everybody we learned that as a skill as we move from ship to ship mess to mess and i i think a sailor would easily do you yes, know, big but, brother standing on their head. But is it entertaining? Would you spend? Oh, well, all the I time don't care about it being entertaining. Well, that's no my point, really. I wanted to win it's, the money or the actually, house. No, it's not so much the the actual thing of itself. It's just that that time wasted sitting, and you have people literally going, "Did you watch it last night? No, don't tell me. I've got to go home and watch it this afternoon whilst yeah, I throw my small no, child I, in the I, watching machine." I think I think the main problem with the reality TV is the fact that we now get. And I'm doing the air quotes, and three of you can see me. We get the yes, we <laughs> the reality star. That they're, yes, they're not they're, stars. No. They've and, got no discernible talent. And so why are they we are wasting? Just no, and, and we and the thing is, the members of the public actually listen to these idiots. They go on the news. They go on the, in the papers and things like that. And they turn around and say, "Well, we think it's good if you go and hug a tree or something." And they go and hug a tree. Why? Because they want to program against trees. Trees not, need love too, you know. That's know. That, that, but anyway, okay. So reality stars and reality shows, yes. the whole bundle, yes. ready to go on In the conveyor, the, yes. down the hatch. So who's next? I, I would just like no to weigh point. in on that, if you don't mind. The, Not sure. The, the, the reality shows. You do have other publications out there like, uh, well, the big one over there in, in uh, the UK right now, I believe, is Love Island. Is that the one? Is that the right oh, one? No. No, it's pure, it's pure, it's pure trash. I mean, I, I get it. A little bit of sick came in my mouth when you mentioned Love Island. <laughs> There's other reality shows out there that are actually reality based. I'm, I'm not talking like this scripted stuff. Even if it's a reality show, like what you're talking about, like Love Island or Lion's Den or Apprentice or X Factor, these things, these are scripted. These are scripted. You can tell that they're scripted. Now, the things that they do on there, they might not be scripted, but they have a format that they follow. Things that are not scripted, uh, for example, I don't. I know you guys get it there, but it, they're in the process now of taking it off if they haven't removed it already. In the U.S., it's a show called Cops. That's reality. Yes. That's a real yes. reality show. And well, that, I feel it's different. What you're going to do when they come for you, right? Yeah, right. Bad. And that's a, like that's a real, true reality show. That's not scripted, and and those no. things do happen. I've been out there on the streets, and it happens exactly like that. They're not messing around. And that's but, exactly the point. It's not manufactured, right? Right. It's not, and it's, it's it's anything but. So our reality shows that we've got a problem with are these ones that are anything but, but real. reality. Yeah. So it's this manufactured nonsense. It's like. The, the Springer show, we used to have a Jeremy, Jeremy Kyle, Kyle, and yeah, he's gone. That was all hyped, and it was created. Even the stuff like the uh, the talent competitions, um, Pop X Idol, X Factor, yeah. the outcome of those shows is almost certainly decided before anyone sings a note. Now, to be fair, to be fair, and I'm not going to say who this is, but I will say that I have somebody that I know. I'll, I'll put it this way. I know somebody who became one of the American idols. I, I know somebody oh, wow. who actually did that. And they are not political. They are internationally known. And I'm not going to say who it is, but I know that person well. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and they truly do. If I can tell you who it is offline, but they truly do have a talent and they are very good. They are very good. There's no argument there that the people that wind up on the show, they have to have people with talent to make people want to continue to watch it. But the backroom deals, who's going to go through to the next round, who's going to get 
this producer or that producer to help them do their next performance, um, all of those things are pretty much fixed. And uh, Ben Elton, the guy who wrote Black Adder, he wrote a book about it. I can't remember what it's called. It might be called Pop Star or something like that. And it explained from start to finish how the whole thing, uh, it was a fictional book, but it, it was based on what they actually do in these reality talent shows. So where have we got to? Bruce. It's you, Bruce. Did Johnny actually give his point? His um, I did not. Example where he's just adding. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was just adding. He had I was just example. adding. Oh, you're adding. Yes. It's still you, Johnny. So oh, we'll have to okay. tidy that up. All right. Yeah. My topic for the uh, for the final round here is going to be uh, the thing that, that gripes me the most, uh, social media. And Ooh. yeah, to, to be fair, yeah. I mean, okay, social media now... I know it has its good points. Okay, I, I will give it that. For example, we do a Marty. You and I do a form of social media here, an alternative social media to promote the podcast and follow people and you know prominent people such as uh, what's it, Katie Hopkins, Tommy Robinson, Nigel Farage, the like. Right? It, I mean, so three controversial characters. We follow them. We we see what they're doing and things of that nature. So I get that there is a positive side to it. Also, if you are a small business owner, if you promote your business on there. Uh, things of that nature. If you're uh, a church group, if you're a youth organization, if you're a charity group, these are all good things, right? These are all good things. They can allow you to reach an audience you otherwise wouldn't. And especially it allows you to expand yourself, not just from a local level, but worldwide. I mean, I know people that have taken their business and their charity functions international because of this type of thing. Uh, and they've got contacts all over the world now that they otherwise wouldn't have. So those are good things. The bad side of those, I think all of you know what I'm going to say and where I'm going to go with this. The bad side of this is you have situations now where people are, because of everything that's going on with all these movements and everything, this, uh, you know, these these BLM movements and the like, the Antifa movements, and all this stuff, people that don't toe the line publicly are losing their jobs. They're getting thrown out of colleges. They're getting, uh, yeah, that they're, they're getting um, harassed online. They're getting doxxed, the, these things. And it's just, th- this is detrimental to society. This is detrimental to people's livelihoods yeah. and allowing this to continue. And then on top of that, you have the companies themselves, most notably Facebook, Twitter, Google, you, you know, YouTube, those, those companies. These things are on board with that cancellation Right. If you step out of line, if you step out of their guidelines on what they say is OK for that particular kind of information, then you get thrown off. You get demonetized. You get your information published. People harass you at your home. It's just it's terrible to see that. On top of that, the influential side of it, when it comes to politics, when it comes to social issues and things of that nature, people tend to follow those things. They'll get their news from social media, whether it's true or not. They take it based on truth. They look at it because we live in a world of perception. So they just take it at face value rather than do research. They just go along with that. And it allows whatever message is out there to then uh, resonate with uh, a mass populace, whether or not it's actually um you know, true or not. Case in point, what's happening in Rochester, New York right now. There was a video that was released just recently of a man dying in police custody, but he died a week later. And more than that, he died back in March. But now it's being promoted like this just happened. And they're burning the city down. They're rioting all over the place. So it's yeah. it's it's the 
It's the way that it influences people. It's the way that it it uh, alters society. It alters people's perception. But at the same time, like I said in in the initial stages, there's there's good aspects to it too. But uh, honestly, I think personally, the the in this case, the bad outweighs the good. Yeah, I was an advocate for it, wasn't I? In the in the early days of our podcast, in saying how when I was living in a foreign country, away from friends and family, I was able to keep an eye and see what was happening in their lives, and, and likewise they could in mine. But those platforms like Facebook have become much, much more than, than just that, and they have become, they have taken on a sinister element to them. And and nowadays, if you want to, you can use, uh, does it belong to them as well? Does, is WhatsApp or Instagram? But, of course, you're not being exposed to this news feed of manipulative stories that are designed to make you respond in a certain way. You can just have family and friends groups and just share experiences and photographs and, and chat that way. So I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you that that it's t- enough's enough. I must admit, I don't like the way the information gets passed around. There's a lovely theme park just down the road from us, about 20 minutes away, and they are going through a heck of a time with all the cutbacks and COVID. They're trying to keep staff on. It costs them around about £100,000 a week just to keep it just sitting there, and then you stick the staff in on top. It costs an awful lot of money. So they were trying to organise things so it was fair, and they put a £1 booking fee for the season ticket holders Oh my word! The, the the Facebook site kind of exploded, and people complaining all over the place. But what upset me was some of the staff started to get personal threats and emails. How did they get the information? Where did that information come from? Well, it only came from Facebook and how they trolled through Facebook to try and find the managers and the individuals and give them a hard time over it. And I thought, why isn't Facebook stopping this? Why weren't they holding back? I don't get it. Facebook doesn't care. No. Well, that was the Um, issue. Facebook now is, (laughs) we're not going to do that tonight. We're not going to go down that road as to what Facebook is tonight. But Johnny, social media, yeah. I'm in a place now where I'm no longer defending it. There are other ways of, of keeping in touch, much better ways that don't abuse your data and your personal information. So, yeah, okay. So last but not by no means least, Bruce. All right. So my last one kind of social media kind of fits in with it. And this is kind of kind of the thing I always harp on. I'm going to say authoritarianism, Marxism, you know, those those having a group of people or a single person saying, I know what's best for you. I'm going to tell you how you live your life. Those those kind of individuals, um, I would I would rather just throw in the room and get 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 done with. Uh, we're seeing it with Facebook. We're seeing it with Google, YouTube, you know, all, all of them. We're seeing it with other billionaires who. <laughs> throwing their money around, trying to engineer things the way they want it to be, whether it be socially or um, throwing research into uh, money towards research for genetics and all kinds of things. Uh, I, I, I Let me decide how to live my life, right? I, I don't like having these um, holier-than-thou types that are in lofty positions telling you that you can or can't do this, or you know, if you want to do this, you have to do this. No, just you know, free things up and get, get rid of the bureaucracy, the red tape, you know, get all of that out of the way so people can live their lives and, you know, have that, well, very American idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Uh, it just... Yeah. 
you make a very strong argument there that I'm finding trouble to even start to pick holes in. But the one thing that did did occur to me is all of us need leaders. We always need some form of leadership. You either need to be that leader yourself or you need to trust someone who is going to lead you. So to a certain degree, um, because we, we're a, we are a communal animal, you know, we, we live in groups, we always need someone who is going to tell us the way to go. Starts off with parents. Our parents tell us, you know, don't put that in your mouth. Don't put your fingers <laughs> in the socket. Don't touch that. It's hot. You know, we do need leadership because by and large, we can be a bit stupid and we can yeah, be a bit headstrong. I, I, I get that. But sometimes you end up with somebody in power. I won't say who, but he's a president with lots of money saying, I'm in charge. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. And he hasn't really got a lot of qualifications behind that. He doesn't need them. These boys will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chap you're talking about, the Donster, uh, unfortunately, yes, he has got a lot of money. But in my opinion, having a lot of money as an individual makes you should make you a better leader. My experience out in the, the Middle East, where you've got uh, the royal family are the government as well, they should be incorruptible because they don't need to take the backhander from anyone. You know, they don't need the brown envelope full of dirhams or dollars because they've already got more dirhams and dollars you can shake a hairy but stick But in at. some ways, he's then helping other people gain money, so therefore keeps him in power. That's what it's really about. It's about power. Uh, and and that's what we've been discussing and on the podcast. And that's for, what Bruce was there for, for saying for weeks now. Somebody who's in power kind of abuse that by telling you this is the way it's got to be, regardless of how whatever you think. Yeah, yeah. But you died in the wall, Marxist. Sorry, Bruce. Carry yes. on, man. That that is that, that's actually to put a finer point on it. That's that's probably more what I'm getting at is the abuse of power. When when you have, I'm not against having leaders. I'm against having leaders that uh, abuse that power and basically are now going to use military might or uh, this social engineering nonsense to say uh, you're going to do as I say. Instead of, uh, I, I think a better leader in that in most scenarios for you know as adults is to show like, look, this is a more beneficial way to go, you know, and show you the pros and cons and allow you to make your own decision. But like forging the path and showing, you know, the the better if there is a better way, then, you know, they they lead it by example more so than an iron fist. Yeah. Do you want to get tyranny or a democracy, isn't it? <clears throat> well, yeah. some people describe democracy as two wolves and a sheep <laughs> discussing what to have for dinner. Yes. But if you look at the the one that I've got, probably the most respect for was a guy called Lech Wałęsa from Poland, led the Solidarity Movement. He was a ship, um, a shipbuilder in Poland, in Gdansk, and he led a movement against the communist government of Poland at the time. And it was, he's a dyed-in-the-wall communist. He believes in socialism, and he came from nothing, and everything he did was for the right motives to uplift his fellow working men and their families. Then you've got, on the other hand, these ultra-rich that are bored and just want to gain power, and they're doing everything for the wrong motives. So, you know, looking at this from the perspective of whether it should go into Room 101, if you're saying someone, you don't like people telling you how to live your life, um, 
I understand that, but I think sometimes we all need to be told what to do. Um, but you don't want to just say, do this. Why? Because I said so. Yeah, but my mum used to say that all the time. God rest her. My mum still does. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my parents did the same thing, but I mean, uh, for, for personally, for my, if they would have said, don't do this because this, I would totally understood it and probably wouldn't have rebelled in most cases. But in, in the cases that they were like, um, do this because I said so, uh, well, hold up now. That's where I had a problem, right? So it's kind yeah, of a, it's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more of a, it's more of a, an ex, like um, that abuse, that forcing you to do it because I said so. That is more what I'm against than necessarily a leader saying, do this. Um, if the leader says, do this, and this is why we're doing this, and I can agree with that, you know, it, it, it makes, you know, it's reasonable, you know, that's cool. But yeah. where you come in and you start, you know, pounding your fists on the table saying, you're going to do this because I said, and if you don't, I'm going to off you, your family, or I'm going to destroy your life, your livelihood, whatever. That's where I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I like that. So to round up, I think that's all three. Yeah. Round three. Johnny, yours was? Social media. Social media. Bill, yours was? Reality shows. Bruce, yours was? Authoritarianism. Okay. Well, because I enjoy being in charge every now and again, I can't possibly let authoritarianism in, as evil as it is. Um, yours was again? The reality shows. Reality shows. Well, I want to be in reality shows. That's it. I'm because I am an absolute um, sucker for any kind of fame and fortune. Um, so I'm afraid it's got to be... Social media is Yay! going into room 101. Here we go. Click to chunk. Do you know what? I think Johnny has won this evening. Yeah, absolutely. By a two to one um, ratio. So you've had two of three. Did you get three? He got all three. He got all did three. You? I did. Yeah. Oh, I was going to try and spread it around a bit more. I'm, no, I'm going to have to no, write it is. It is unanimous, sir. I have to write a letter of apology to Bruce now. And Bill is here, so he'll just throat punch me later i'm sure and <laughs> but I, i've really enjoyed the conversation it's it's been back and forth i didn't get to put any of my things forward but funnily enough they were all kind of included because my top one was badly spelt memes that counts in social <laughs> media doesn't it so yeah. when someone has gone, gone to the trouble of finding an amusing photograph and then picking out a, a really good font selecting a great background and then misspell there meaning they are they are instead of that place or it belongs to them there um that really annoys me i, I can't it's just rude Slap it's them in the rude. face and and if you told them that they'd done it they'd probably tell you that you were wrong yes so um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I did get mine into. In fact, I win by four, Johnny, because I think I got four things in there. Okay, no, it's, it's just I have to win. I have to win. I'm very competitive. Abuse okay, of you power. are. No, well done. You are. Well you done. are the reality TV star, and you you clearly said that you like to uh, be in a position of authority. So um, yep. I do. I do. I love it. I love it. Absolutely He's a scene stealing hack. Ah, <laughs> yes, I am. In fact, the, the last time I was directed. By Bill, I put two of the funniest lines into the whole play that weren't in there in the first place. Just ad libbed. 
got such a laugh. It was brilliant. Never Every mind. time. <laughs> you know, it's quite funny. I, I, I had actually learned a while back and I didn't realize this. I mean, you and I have known each other for going on, uh, you know, 10 years now. And I didn't know until recently, and I think I mentioned it uh, back on a podcast a while ago, I didn't know that you were already a Hollywood movie star. I didn't know that. Well, Hollywood's a strong <laughs> word. If you mean that 10-minute war film that a friend yeah, of ours yeah. put together, then in black and white where I play a very shouty sergeant. Um, yeah. That was such fun to do, though. And I, I, it was I awesome. Oh, it, was, it was good fun. The next film, I wasn't in, but it's absolutely brilliant. It's only 15, 20 minutes long. I'll have to remember the name for next well, time. I, we can tell our what, listener. Yeah, the funny thing was is yeah, the funny thing was is the the scene where you actually you got shot and died in that uh that particular um uh film there. I, I didn't realize that I mean you're the only person I know that first of all could have done that and then second of all could have been shot by yourself because you were also the person shooting you in that scene. That's right. I I, I wore two uniforms that day. <laughs> And uh, I did indeed shoot myself. So, yeah, I am a steam-stealing steam yeah, stealing hack. As, as Fair enough. Says. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. But it has been a fascinating conversation. Uh, Mr. Campbell, thank you for coming back. You're welcome here as always. Pre- appreciate you coming back. And Marty, thank you for kind of uh, taking the reins. Like I said, this was your idea, and I thought you did a fantastic job oh, running all this around. So, you're correct, uh, but you're too blind. <laughs> right. So, okay, um, we are going to have to end because we are out of time. And it's a shame. It's a shame because I've got people, I've got listeners messaging me right now, and I've been actually messaging them saying, you know, I'm actually, I'm I've been over here dying because you're just listening to all this. And they're like, uh, tell us how we can watch right now because we want to watch right now. And I said, there's no way. There's just no way. We're not broadcasting it. We're, we're in testing right now because we're looking to do this in the coming months. But I think, honestly, if this would have been a genuine take, we could just go straight out with this. We could have gone straight out with it uh, because I think it went uh, I think it went that well. And there's going to be very little to be done after, uh, after we wrap this up. So, uh, again, I've thank you guys for – what's that? I have to paint the ceiling. I haven't finished yet. The, my studio. We're, yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to get a backdrop for you. Don't worry about it. Oh, good. <laughs> so uh, anyway. All right. So uh, we are going to have to go. But uh, thank you guys for sitting down tonight. And for those of you who have not, you'd like to please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all your comments, your echoes, your likes, your upvotes. Uh, you can follow me over there at Jay Anderson three or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you do not want to reach out to us via social media, you can drop us a line anytime you wish at tips at dynamic independent. Also, we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends and family. We're looking to expand our audience as much as possible, and we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along to your friends, family, known associates, all we're trying to do is promote healthy conversation and get like-minded people together and have good topics to pass around in and amongst people's circles. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could please drop over to Apple Podcasts or any respective platform you listen to us on that has a rating systems and give us a rating at your convenience. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, Marty, Bill, thank you guys for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.